0: Bad for you. No, I'm a bad. Game Club, yeah. for you, Kate Walker? Hello, and welcome to the Adventure Games Club podcast. This week we are talking about Blood Nova, developed by Cosmic Void and Ross Joseph Gardner. Uh, this was a our game for January. Um, it came out at in at the in October 2022. Uh, joining me this week is Amy, who goes by Summer Bee in the Discord hey everyone hey thank you for joining us um so yeah this was like i said this was our game for january um t- developed by cosmic void and ross joseph garner with music by donovan junk and technical help i guess uh by stephen don
1: yeah, Stephen Don did a bit of everything uh, support-wise. Like, the main thing he did, the biggest, I would say, is facilitating the, the Kickstarter for them. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because Cosmic Void, I believe, is based in a country where they couldn't run the Kickstarter themselves or there was some issue around that. And so uh, Stephen Dunn uh, offered to run the Kickstarter for them and yeah, facilitate that and really kind of Stephen. He's a great guy. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and I know Kickstarter can be really fussy about that stuff, um, okay, so I think this was a game suggested by you uh
1: yeah i i I definitely suggested it, um, maybe some other people as- uh, did as well, but I certainly did because i I really enjoyed it and I thought it would be good,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah is this was so you had played it already by the time I had beta I tested two. it, yeah. Oh, okay, oh, that's right. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess how would you describe the gameplay what is how do you play this? So it's like a first person um, adventure?
1: Yeah, so you see the it's, so it's a graphic adventure, but it's very text heavy. You could say it's it's like interactive uh, fiction or a text adventure game, but with with graphics and a graphical interface. Uh, so you see, what's going on in each screen from the first perspective from the the main character princess love um, and it's it's science fiction slash fantasy so there's a very science fiction look about all the the locations uh, you're in and and every character and object that you can interact with but it's it's also very fantasy inspired uh it's yeah it's very much an interesting mix of that um yeah and so you, there are there are puzzles you can navigate through the locations find items uh, use them to solve puzzles also some uh dialogue puzzles with certain characters i think but it's mainly mainly uh inventory item based uh, uh puzzle solving and some some logic puzzles, I think. Uh, it's been a while yeah. since I played it, so I have to kind of try to remember. But I think there are some yeah. logic, logic puzzles in there as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's mainly very story-based, so it's really trying to tell uh, you a story, and then the, the gameplay is just facilitating that, and the puzzles are fun as well. Um, I do think the combination works. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's particularly just... Making progress through the story, just like many adventure games, of course, but I would say this one especially can be quite lore heavy, uh, which I know some people didn't like as much. I really enjoyed it personally because I thought it was a good story. Um, yeah. And then I think we should probably start talking a bit about some details of the story. Well, a bit the major, major lines, at least. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like broken into four, I think it's four acts. S- yeah chapter 5 yeah
1: something like that yeah
0: and then yeah so it basically it, so the i guess from a very high level the the plot is that you're this princess love and there's been a an assassination attempt on at you <laughs>
1: um well so first her, so her mother the queen has okay. ab- abdicated the throne so she has abdicated her her queenship she's she's no longer the, the main <laughs> royal uh, head of the of the empire it's an empire yeah, uh, yeah. and so your the the prime the protagonist uh, main character princess love is suddenly in the situation where it's apparent uh, that she will very quickly uh, have to become the new queen and and rise up to that um, and she she's actually still quite immature. Um, it's 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 very much indicated, particularly at the start of the story, but kind of throughout that she really has to grow into this, and she has a lot of inner conflict, and uh, that's also expressed a lot through dialogue with, particularly her her guardian, so to say, the the primary person who. Uh, guards her and is like her her longtime time life love life, lifelong friend as well Cal, yeah. i think the name is yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and and so that's really expressed through through yeah this this conflict of Cal being like you you really need to step up and and mature and and do the right thing for 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 the empire uh, but she has all this conflict uh, about it, and she has to work through it as the story goes on. Uh, and so, then, indeed, uh, an ass- assassination uh, attempt on her life uh, happens in the location she happens to be at at that time, which is like this this universe's equivalent of a lighthouse. It's called a lighthouse, but it has a <laughs> it has a very different function, you could say, than yeah. than our uh, yeah. real life lighthouses. Yeah.
0: So, it's like a big space station, I guess, is like visually kind of, well, and there's a big old life house on top, but like just for like na- when you're navigating around it, it is kind of like a station.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's mostly laid out like a, like a space station, but it's so then we're starting to go into kind of what the broader uh view of the story and what's going on in this universe so there are these sort of wormholes ish things uh between various parts of space or or the universe and so uh so the empire uh that uh princess love is is royalty of has control let's say over a large section of that, but not all. And so there are locations where where there are like warlords fighting for control. Uh, and the lighthouse is positioned at one of those wormholes and it's kind of meant to control the wormhole to keep it closed uh so that those warholes uh warholes I said. <laughs> warlords uh and their fleets can't make it through to attacks uh simply put, uh condensed uh that's a simplified uh, version of what's going on here, and so uh, it kind of turns out that so this assassination attempt was both to try to to get rid of Princess Love because she was standing in the way of the pl- of the plans of certain. Uh, malefactors, certain people with with particular interests uh, relating to these warlords and the empire and everything, and also to try to control the the lighthouse so they could open the wormhole and uh, let an invasion sort of happen. So yeah, there's there's all this political intrigue uh, going on in the story. And it's really about having to try to navigate that and come to terms with it and figure out for, for Princess Love, she really has to figure out what her role is here, what she can do, what she what she should do, what she must do, and and uh, really come to terms with that and, and uh spring into action uh to to prevent disaster and and uh try to keep stability and keep everything uh <laughs> safe because yeah, yeah there, there's, there, there's this whole thing going on where, where people are trying to, to destabilize and, and just bring the empire into chaos um, I mean this all sounds very generic but we're speaking very high level here there's so yeah. much detail in the story it's, it's very hard to explain it all now particularly yeah. because it's been a long time I... since I played it yeah
0: no I think you did an amazing job I, I would have definitely missed out on some of those details alright awesome so um yeah and i think like the vibe you mentioned before it is very science fantasy so kind of like not star wars but like nineteen seven, like that pulpy yeah yeah i guess it was going more for that kind of thing and that like instead of like science fiction it's not like 2001 space odyssey or something like that. It's <laughs> yeah, very, yeah. Like it's a lot it's very character focused. Um there's humor in there and Yeah. I, I so uh,
1: yeah, I would agree that it's indeed quite pulpy in a lot of ways, but there's also like a lot of modern influences of how the the characters are portrayed. Yeah. Um just like they 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 feel the 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 this the sentiments like their their emotions and and the things that they are thinking about and how they uh communicate about that all feels quite modern and even like princess Law feels like a very you could say a, <laughs> a gen Zetter, like uh or however okay. you say yeah. that gen z type of character who's who's like she's she's both mature and immature she she Communicate. She talks very immaturely, like she she, she throws a lot of uh, slang and, and vocabulary out there that you wouldn't expect from like a, a royal character. Uh, but she she still has her own maturity and like this this deep uh, inner uh, conversation about what is going on and how she feels about it all and how she thinks she should try to progress and like all these expectations that have been put on her because there's this whole thing with the royalty having to go through a ritual to to uh, become of age or be considered mature or worthy uh, of their title and and that apparent it, it turns out that that is truly a, a mind fuck uh <laughs> let's say <laughs> yeah. but it's 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 brought in this really philosophical and interesting ways um I, I, t- I found it very emotionally compelling but also just intellectually intellectually interesting um but yeah that also brings me to the point that the the it's a very interesting story i think but it's also r- just reading it trying to comprehend it you you do need a i would say a relatively high level of comprehension in the english language and in uh language in general because it's it's really not the easiest uh writing to to understand uh a lot of you could say relatively high concepts going on um so, but yeah i i think if you if you like that kind of literature um, there's a lot to be found here, but it, I, I can certainly imagine it's not for everyone.
0: Yeah, I would say it is a little dense. I think you kind of mentioned back that it was a little of I think that's the part where some people maybe struggle with that. A little. It does throw a lot of concepts at you, like especially there's the third act. There's a part where there's a lot of things being there i don't know how you get around that really like you would either have to cut stuff out or make the game longer which is a big ask for uh yeah indie developer um even yeah. though i would love a longer game i mean yeah. it's, it's not short <laughs> it's not like i'm like short to a oh, fall or anything i but like just i just enjoyed the, it, the game and having the space to like Expand on those concepts. Yeah, nice. it's not or a, or a it, sequel. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not. Maybe a, we'll get a sequel. <laughs>
1: uh, hopefully, I, I know they're working on on uh, more material in that same universe. I believe a book, and and I think also the possibility of another game was mentioned. Uh, so the the writing is by Ross Joseph Gardner, as you mentioned before. He was the writer on this uh, Cosmic Void. Developed the game, but most of the story was written by Ross. Normally, Cosmic Void. <clears throat> does his own writing mostly for his own games but at uh, this time it was a collaboration and yeah so the writing is mainly Ross Joseph Gardner's and it's really his universe that he's created uh, um, yeah I would say I agree with you that it's, it's very dense it's not a very long story uh, not a very long game gameplay wise but it, a lot of the lore is there's just line after line of explanation and 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 conversation about all these concepts and what's going on in the universe and everything related to it. And I, I can imagine for some people that is indeed a bit of a slog. Um, yeah, when I when I beta tested it, it uh, my feedback to uh, the developers was, yeah, I think the the writing should be a bit more simplified. Maybe something should be explained a bit more clearly in some places. I think, it, yeah, it was probably a bit too late for them to be able to. Uh, act upon that feedback but also i think ross joseph gardner the writer was just really going for a specific style um mm-hmm. so yeah i i i think it works i like i like literature yeah. uh of all kinds and for me something uh a bit more intellectual or a bit more dense uh can certainly be enjoyable but yeah <clears throat> it's it's just certainly not for everyone um but I would certainly still recommend that you enjoy, uh, that you check out the gameplay because even even if you can't really follow the follow the story 100%, there's there's still enjoyable gameplay. Like the art looks amazing. It's it's just pixel art, but it's I would say it's luscious. Oh, yeah,
0: it, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a it's, really nice looking game.
1: Yeah, it, it looks wonderful. Oh. And exploring the environments and interacting with characters and solving these puzzles is all a lot of fun in itself as
0: well. Yeah, like the, yeah, it's like the art switches between these first person views of these futuristic locations that are really interesting design. Um, and then like these big portraits that are very detailed. Like when you talk to people, it switches to these portraits. Um, they're very detailed and it's a fantastic looking game. I, I really like the art in this Um the music too is i mean it's, oh yeah I, it's like really good um
1: yeah donovan junk um i know he's worked on some other soundtracks as well uh for example <laughs> a, a very dumb example but the, the who Field, uh games i've made oh, for for, oh, some, really? for some indie jams um yeah he he also did music for for those games uh um, yeah, your game yeah. <laughs> yeah but okay, yeah I, awesome. he he he's a he's a he's a great uh, musician and the the soundtrack he put together for blood Nova is i would say amazing I think it's great music yes. i i just i have enjoyed listening to it outside of the game as well and mm-hmm. I would highly recommend checking it out,
0: yeah I think we both well i don't know if you backed on Kickstarter, or I did so in was a- yeah, well, yeah. so like okay 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 so, <laughs> um yeah so i Oh yeah, I should we should mention that yeah, the development for the game started about I uh, probably more than a year ago, but like the Kickstarter for it was launched. Yeah, they had a about very, a year ago. They had a very
1: quick cycle uh development wise. Well yeah, they probably already had qu- done quite a bit before the Kickstarter started. But yeah, the Kickstarter was indeed beginning of twenty twenty two and then the game came out uh October, so that was like only half a year, a bit over half a year of the Kickstarter period, which is very unusual nowadays. Most yeah. most games or most Kickstarter projects often go quite a bit past their yep. scheduled. Uh, Kickstarter time before release, and this this was this was a refreshing change of pace in that regard. I would say, yeah. um, because I think they were just very focused. They knew what they wanted to do. They weren't like, okay, we'll we'll do all these, um, what are they called again? Like um,
0: Str- stretch goals,
1: stretch goals, right? We, we're not yeah. going to to put all these extra things, and just because people are giving us money for it, they they really knew the concept and mm. and what they wanted to do, and they just made it and yeah, it's. I think it's a, a great result. I think it's... Uh, well, the, the thing was, last year, there were so many great adventure games coming out, and especially mm-hmm. the big ones like Return to Monkey Island and uh, the Excavation of Hobbs Barrow. They, they kind of pulled the spotlight away from all these other games coming out, including Blood Nova, and I feel like it's been very much uh, not... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the words received uh as well just because it's it hasn't it's, been
0: known I think about it as still much. Did okay. Yeah. I think it still did alright. Um, I think
1: I mean the, the I there were there were certainly a lot of good reviews about it, like uh, the critical response was good, but just in, in terms of uh copy sold and and attention oh, okay. on the game okay okay uh i, I yeah. feel like that was uh yeah. the the thing is the, the cosmic void he's not good at promotion i know he's looking at a oh. for a publisher for his next game but yeah he he didn't promote the game as as, to, as well as he could have i think but even then even then i feel like it should have had more attention
0: yeah this came out Oh, man, I was like, looking. this came out at the beginning of October where like every single, it wasn't Cosmic Voice Vault for this, <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. it came out at the beginning of October. Um, it was yeah, just you really it. bad timing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, I know that was a whole thing with like no one expected Return to Monkey Island <laughs> to be announced <laughs> and to come out. And it's just like, well, I don't know what you can do like other than push the game Back, but that's like who wants to really? It, yeah, you might not even be able to, like, so it's just,
1: yeah, it was just really unfortunate uh, timing in that regard to the circumstances. I know Blood Nova wasn't the only game impacted by this, like Lucy Dreaming as well. Lucy Dreaming is a fantastic mm-hmm. game that came out last year, highly recommend checking that on out as well. But it also didn't quite get nearly as much attention as it should have, in my opinion. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and a bunch of other games as well. Um, just that. That whole time period, I would say August to October of last year, was so warped by just those two big games. All the attention, all the spotlight was on Monkey Island and Hop Sparrow.
0: Yeah. It was... (laughs) What a ridiculous time. Uh, (laughs) Everything (laughs) coming up. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned you beta tested this. So how... Because you've done a... I think you've beta tested a few adventure games Yeah,
1: a fair number by now, like you won't find my, if you search on Moby Games, I have a few credits for a few games, but uh, Mm. there's been many other games that I've beta tested, Uh, mostly smaller games, of course, but also some games like Strangeland by Wedged Games, which was, of course, a bigger release merely because Wedged Games. Uh, is one of the biggest uh, publishers in, in the adventure gaming space. Um, and uh, Lucy Dreaming was also one that I li- did last year. Uh, also a lot of fun to beta test, and I I found a lot of bugs there. Just like in, in Blood Nova, I also found some bugs, but in, in Lucy Dreaming, I think I really helped the <laughs> so uh, developer a lot.
0: <laughs> so, how do you, what is your process for? testing like for people that maybe have less experience doing this or none like me uh how do you i get like do you do anything differently when you're beta testing a game like versus just playing it
1: well the fir- the first thing i would say is is really asking the developer or, or getting information from them about what they expect uh you to to do in the game because it, some it, it depends both on The developers, what they've already done, which QA they've already had had done, what kind of quality assurance, and also uh, just how how far in development the game is. Because if if you're coming late into it, like shortly before release, like I did with Blood Nova, the game's pretty much set in stone. Uh, So it's often uh, a matter of focusing on does everything... Work as it should. Aren't is isn't there anything that particularly sends it out of uh, out of place? If so, as the developers, is this intended or or is there an issue here? Uh, I also do a lot of proofreading. Uh, I'm not a native English speaker, but I I try my best to to figure out if if there are language issues because for me that's that's an important thing. I, I for both personally I like a game to to. Read well without constantly being like, "Oh, that looks like a language issue that's not re- written correctly or there's something wrong there in the writing um but also I think that that just makes a game better and and l- it looks more professional than than if there is like a, a lot of grammar errors or mm-hmm. whatever um so yeah it's it's both the gameplay um seeing that there aren't any issues with logic or with. Purely interacting with the game, or if you do certain combinations, like in adventure games, if you combine items in certain ways, or you click in a certain hotspot with a certain item, or whatever, that that stuff doesn't break unexpectedly, or or that nothing unexpected happens. There was a lot of that going on in, in both Lucy Dreaming and Blood Nova. Um, like one of the one of the in Blood Nova, one of the iconic screens, I would say, is like this this desert June-esque view. Mm-hmm. Um, where a lot of the plot development happens, um, and actually in a in a critical uh, part uh, chapter, uh, where a lot of that happens, I I did find I wouldn't say it's a major bug, but it, it was definitely a bug that uh, <laughs> uh, was quite noticeable. I would say if you were playing the game, like I think. Many people could have run into it. It could have been a major bug for many, and and it was also just a complex one for for cosmic void to solve. I believe so. I I had to give a lot of feedback there regarding what I was seeing that wasn't right, why, how I was uh, reproducing this bug. But as a as a developer myself, I I develop software for a living, so I have a lot of experience with uh, with like giving steps or 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 getting steps and, and then figuring out okay so you can reproduce bug that way and there's these variables involved so to say. Um, so yeah the, there is a process, but I think it's it really depends on both what you think you can contribute to a project and what uh the people who are involved, the developers and such are asking for. Um, so it can really vary by game to game, and and you can if you if you're just interested, if you think, oh, okay, I I'm I'm good with language, I could uh, proofread a game, then you can just do that. Or if you really like playing games and figuring out uh, everything about it, exploring everything, trying to do all kinds of interactions and seeing if anything out of place happens, anything unexpected, then you can focus on that as well. So it's it's really like I I think many people who currently don't beta test, but play like they could beta test or, or have that experience, they, they could really uh, help a lot of developers out. And a lot of time, it is just a matter of approaching developers yourself or if they put out a call, just uh, uh, responding to it. But yeah, it's it's often not easy because you, either you already need to have these connections with the developers or you need to be in the specific communities where they are asking for help. So yeah, it's... It's not just anyone uh if you're if you're only on Facebook let's say uh I think you're going to see this less often than if you're in the Discord communities of developers and uh, of the adventure game community et etc uh but yeah I think it would be really neat if if more people got involved because I know a lot of the time uh developers have a hard time these indie developers have a large, hard time uh finding people to help them um, because well a lot of the time they can't afford professional QA uh, mm-hmm. assistants of course so they, they kind of have to reach out to the community um, so yeah I think it would be great if more people uh, <laughs> would try to get involved with that
0: yeah okay yeah <laughs> I just also, said a lot there <laughs> if you're a game developer and you're listening to this reach out to me I would love to bit, test more games okay <laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah reach that's out, really reach out useful. to Michael yeah but, like, yeah, so that, I mean, that's all really useful. So, like, it really is just like if you want to get involved, join the discards, discords or whatever for developers you like. Yeah,
1: I don't, yeah. I don't reach out to a developer directly or just get involved in the community and and they'll often put out a call or or if if they're getting close to release maybe you can ask openly in the in the discord like uh, is is there any need uh, or interest for help uh, with uh, beta testing and oftentimes uh, I'm sure developers will say yes there's there's a lot of that going on especially last year when everyone as we were just talking about was was putting out uh, their game around the same time, like in the summer of 2022, there were a lot of calls for beta tests. <laughs> it was it was okay. quite overwhelming at that time, actually. Uh, and as someone who who likes to help out, I, I I took on a bit too much work myself, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> so that's also why I think that that it would be great for more people to get involved with that.
0: Awesome. Okay, and then yeah, I think we kind of mentioned before that. The people that worked on this game also worked on a lot of other games. Like Cosmic Void has worked on quite a few games at this point. Corruption Within was like a previous, like before this Kickstarter. They, I think it was about a year, year and a half before this, they did a Kickstarter for another game called The Corruption Within. Mm-hmm. Which is another very... It's another first-person Adventure game, um, with, it developed with, uh, Captain Disaster. I mean, no, not, his name's not, he developed with the developer of the Captain Disaster series. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but it was kind of like a similar type of thing, but more of a,
1: that was thriller, more, horror. yeah, more thriller, horror, uh, mystery, uh, sort of uh, story and, and uh, art style yeah that was also a great game
0: yeah that one was cool too and then this team but then after this team released I think it, was, it came out after this after Blood Nova came out the same team I think they was I don't know if the same composer but they released a game called Elsewhere in the Night which I thought was also very cool I don't know if you played them.
1: I still have yet to play it. I haven't I simply haven't gotten around to it due to lack of time and too much else going on. But yeah, that one is like Manhunter Sierra game style. Um
0: it's really cool. Yeah, for this yeah, so <laughs> one. So I had to be careful because I got it's the artwork is inspired by Manhunter. <clears throat> and I didn't make it clear enough that it's just the art like I've recommended it before and I go, It's Manhunter inspired but um and this isn't the game's fault like on the page itself it just says just the art is inspired by Manhunter but like I know someone who tried the game was like well it is cool but this is nothing like Manhunter
1: I mean the the story is more like private uh, detective-ish yes. right? Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah, it's a very like uh it's not cyberpunk but like mm, a little bit actually like but like almost compared to like uh Maybe Shadowgate or something. Not Shadowgate. Jeez. Yeah. Uh Shadow Run. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh where you've got some like fantasy elements in there, but it's in like a kind of a future dystopian mm-hmm. cyberpunk-ish setting. But it's a detective story. Uh and and it looks like the Manhunter games by Sierra from the late 80s. Um where it's got this like EGA palette and looks really cool in my opinion because I really love how those games looked um, I think it's really cool. it's only like an hour long and It's pay what you want so free if you can't afford to but if, but I think they also said they wanted to do more games in that setting as well, which I hope they do um I don't know I just really liked it. it's cool uh but so yeah I it seems like this team's going to keep working on stuff together which would be nice, I hope. Um, Seems like the plan.
1: They've also put out some games, Void Breach and the Tachyon Dream series, which is a trilogy so far, I think. I'm I'm not sure if any more is coming there, but those are both games that are more like uh, Space Quest-ish, both in... Well, particularly the Tachyon Dreams games are, are very space quest ish in, in both presentation and gameplay style and also the EGA graphics uh and parser interface and such. And also, yeah, the story, a lot of humor going on there in in a science fantasy uh setting. Um yeah, it's 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 <laughs> it's very Space Quest-ish, I can only say that, but it's it's a lot of fun as well, so Tachyon Dreams, Void Breach, I, I'm not sure if I checked that one out, I might have, but I'm kind of blanking on it, but I think it's similar-ish. Uh, it's certainly either, also either. science fiction.
0: Yeah, it's definitely similar in, like, style. Uh, it doesn't have, it's point it's point and click versus, okay. like, the parser, like, it doesn't use a parser like Tachyon Dreams, but um, I think all these, no, Tachyon, or not tech, uh Void Breaches. Two dollars, like all of these games are really cheap. Yeah. But like, um, Tekken Dreams is pay what you want. It's a trilogy. Um, the but yeah, parser games. There's <laughs> people still make them. It's cool. They're like graphical parser games. So, um, and like you said, Space Quest, where you like type in, you walk around, but you, then you type in what you want, um, to do. Uh I know, also Stephen Don, who was the developer on the, uh this Blood Nova as well. Also, did a parser game called Spy Quest.
1: Yeah, he's done two Spy Quest games and he's done some other Indie Jam games, which are all fantastic. Kind of, there was one that was sort of um, (sighs) surrealist ish. Uh, I'm having a hard time describing it. I'm blanking on the name, but it was very interesting. <laughs> and then there was one that was science fiction set in space station and you're playing as a robot who's who's like the last um being-ish uh alive on it, like all the crew has perished and you as a robots have have to kind of save the day uh, in as far as still possible in that situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, like the telescopium. Yeah, telescopium, yeah. Is, I've yeah. got his page pulled up. I don't <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. know that off the top of my head. And then <laughs> Oh, I also played one called uh, The Misadventures of Jeffrey Jetson, yeah, yeah. which is inspired by the Johnny Castaway screensaver. Yeah, exactly. By Sierra, yeah. Which is like a deep pull, but um, that was fun. If people don't know, it was a screensaver that you had this guy stuck on an island and doing different stuff. Anyway, it's a whole, whole, whole game inspired by that. I think they're like all not adventure acts. What's the adventure jam? Is that... uh, yeah
1: a lot of adventure jam oh. I think also one or two were maybe for the Adventure X jam that happened in 2020 and 2021 okay um, yeah mostly those jams I think maybe he's also participated in a few others but yeah it's either uh, parser games or graphic parser games like the Spy Quest ones uh, were EGA graphic parser games I think um, and then yeah more point and click uh yeah they're they're all wonderful games i highly recommend checking them out as yeah. well
0: okay um was there anything we wanted to say about blood nova i i think one thing i forgot to say i like the navigation because it kind of does that part the, the, the navigation is closer to something like Shadowgate, kind of where you have like this map in the lower right corner yeah. with the little nodes i like when games do that i kind of i didn't realize that until like uh norco came out about a year less than a year ago (laughs) i still Um, have to play norco i love that game but like (laughs) the navigation the navigation works in a similar way we have like a map in the lower right corner and you have like like it's like a grid and you click on like
1: yeah there's all these where you want to move yeah there's all these spots relative to each other and then you indeed have yeah. to click uh, to move between the various locations. I think that yep. really works. Um, it might yes. take a little bit of getting used to if you have never played a game like that before. But it's it's relatively simple to get your head around once you've figured out how that grid map works.
0: Yeah. I, I also really liked... I don't know if I've ever seen any other game do this. I assume something must have. But like when you interact with things... Your cursor is one color, I think it's like blue, maybe. Um, but and then when you exhaust all the interactions you can do with it, an object or whatever person, um, it turns red just to say, like, hey, you don't need to, there's nothing that else to do with this. And I think maybe you could argue that it makes the game easier, but I like it a lot just for like finding things to do. So, like, and it just kind of eliminates what I feel is tedium like with some adventure games it's just um unless you know like hey like you're all done with this object or whatever you got everything you needed out of this
1: yeah i thought it was an intuitive uh, interface in that regard and it also it just looked good. Um, yes. Like it, it has a very unique style and it really works well with the art. Moving the cursor around the screen over all these hotspots and it, it changes color depending on how much you've interacted with a certain hotspot, if you can do anything there anymore or not, or if or if there's a new interaction after you've done something else, then it will go pink, I believe, something like that. And yeah, it's it's really yeah. intuitive and nice looking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. I, I don't think I've seen any other game do that. I'm sure something must have. But um was yeah. I I so I think that's all that we had to say about this game. I I liked it. I would recommend it. It's not too pricey. It's only like four hours long. Um (laughs) it took me a lot
1: longer to get through it.
0: (laughs) Oh really? But yeah I was testing it it, so yeah you're trying to break the game and
1: (laughs) yeah yeah if you're being thorough that then everything takes a lot longer and then there's all the communicating with developer as well about hey, is this intended uh, I'm, I'm seeing this uh that i think isn't right uh, sending screenshots mm-hmm. uh, yeah so so there's a whole process and that just takes much longer to get through <laughs> the game then but it's a lot of fun and yeah it's it's, it's a different way to experience experience the game versus just casually yeah. playing it but yeah each have their own yeah. <laughs> pros and cons. <clears throat> if you just want to get through a game and just experience it in your own way, then that's completely fine. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there was one more thing that I wanted to say about it. Like one thing that, that is standing out in my head, aside from the story, which it's it's a, it's too much to explain. It's difficult. Uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun as well. But just the art, I know we've said it looks gorgeous, but Honestly, like some of these screens, I think, are just top-notch pixel art. Like one that I can think of off the top of my head is in the research station. Uh, Well, in the research uh, part of the station, the lighthouse, where where all the action happens. But it's kind of a medical wing. Um, And then there's a research location next to the medical wing. Uh, where they were, I, I don't know why they're doing research on a on a on a what's what's meant to be like a lighthouse. Its primary function is regarding that wormhole, and then apparently there's all these other kinds of things going on. But yeah, so so some kind of medical research, and and then there's suddenly due to the assassination attempts, due to the things that have happened there, there's all this fungi growing in that in that screen, and it just. It looks amazing. It's it's wonderful mm. pixel art. Um, it's it's indescribable, really. <laughs> I would I would say just check out the game if if any of what you've heard today is interesting at all. But yeah, it's 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 it looks science fiction, but it's uh, I, I I've I've I have a hard time thinking of any other media where I've seen uh, art quite like that. It's just. <sighs>
0: It's really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think every game by... I, I don't... Cosmic Void was the artist. Right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, and I think all of their games...
1: Yeah, all of their games have the wonderful like, arts, yeah. But I would say this is a standout so far. And probably yes, because, of, because yeah. of the Kickstarter as well, they were able to <laughs> dedicate more time to it than most of their games that they just create relatively quickly and then put out. um yeah you can tell that a lot of love went into it (laughs) just like the name of the princess princess love
0: yep okay cool so i think that does for discussion of this game we both liked it and would recommend if that sounds like a that sounds interesting i yeah i would say check it out um uh, so in march we are going to do kind of an intro to if interactive fiction and text adventures um so we're playing a lot of shorter games that are more friendly introductions to people who haven't played uh the text adventure games and they're like free games and shorter and a little kinder than maybe they're the genres known for being um so <laughs> yeah um so like lost pig shade bronze games that are meant for beginner players and don't have soft locks in them and <laughs> don't Maybe They maybe have failure conditions, but I I think it's a little gentler. Um, and then um, a new thing that we're doing each episode now is kind of doing a shout out to someone in the adventure game community, whether it's a game developer or a streamer or website. Um, I basically copied it from Dolls Game Club. And this week we're doing one for DKF Jedi, a, a streamer. Um, every week he does retro adventure Wednesdays, um, where he streams older adventure games. There, I think the streams are a lot of fun. I think we're both fans of him. He also, he's done a lot in the adventure game community outside of streaming.
1: Yeah, he's been around for a while. I know he's been like, uh, close friends with uh, the Space Quest historian for a long time, et cetera. Yeah. He's, he's really been active in the community uh for a long time. Uh like I would say his his biggest f- uh, claim to fame in the community is the, uh, the this is a bit bigger than just uh adventure games is the the video game soda machine archival project. It's just yes. a website which has uh, of all the games which have at least one soda machine in it. It's all the screenshots of all these games. It's just, it's really cool. It's just, yeah. <laughs> you can go to the website and just see sort of machines and all kinds of games. It's very fun. Uh, re- really, really funny, but cool project. Just something Ridiculous! Like, why would you make an archive of all the soda machines and all the in so many uh, so many video games? Just just a silly idea. But that's kind of what Decaf Jedi does. He, he's just really silly, but also quite intellectual about it. I would say he he's mm-hmm. a yeah. he's a university professor, professor who's, who teaches political science. And yeah, so he has both his very whimsical nature and everything that he does on his streams and. Um, everything he does in the community, but then, yeah, also this really intellectual, interesting approach to it.
0: Yeah, and then he's also, I think he did the first Space Quest fan site in oh, the yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of his things. And then also yeah, yeah. Uh, worked on quest, which Oh, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. quest,
1: uh, yeah. Amazing game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, okay. So I think that does it for... Our, this episode then uh amy where can people find you
1: um so i stream on twitch.tv slash 76 um i also have my own discord uh, server that you can find uh via link on that twitch uh, page but i also help run the adventure chat Discord uh, community, which is just uh, a community for both adventure game developers and fans, anyone who's interested in adventure games uh, and anything around it um, we're even talking about like research in the field um, a lot of talk about conventions uh, all kinds of things really, just anything both development and purely uh, adventure game enjoyment related um it's a really fun community it started from uh the adventure x uh convention when that didn't happen in 2020 due to well you know what mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, the people who were in in a facebook uh, group uh, related to that uh, started doing a weekly video chat to to connect uh, stay in touch during lockdown and uh yeah that just kind of evolved into its own community and it's a really good group of people. Uh it was kinda closed uh in the past. We kinda were letting only letting people in that that someone would vet for uh because we wanted to keep it um just safe so to say um, but now yeah it's it's been kind of opened up and, and anyone can join um, as long as you're a cool person <laughs> and and uh, interested in adventure games and anything related to that yeah yeah, feel free to uh, join adventure chat um, so I'm not I, immediately sure where you can find the link um, you can either ask me or maybe I'd, maybe if you google for it you can find it <laughs> not immediately okay. sure Uh yeah but yeah that's that's a really cool community as well so i i would shout that out could,
0: <laughs> we could do it in the show notes as well we oh know.
1: yeah yeah um, I, I can okay. give you the link for the show notes yeah sure. okay
0: okay okay cool um all right well i think that does that i yeah you can find adventure game club uh mostly on twitter <laughs> maybe not as active, but still active on there. And then co-host and Mastodon will have links to all of that in the show notes, as well as a we'll link to the club and the the Discord invite. Um, but yeah, I think that does it. Thank you so much for joining me uh, to talk about Blood Nova.
1: It was my pleasure, really. I, I always enjoy these chats. I've joined you before for, I believe, Jones in the Fast Lane and Flight Jones of the Amazon the Queen.
0: Jones was... Dust oh, that games was DOS games, Club, but, it, but right. But, also it, it was, <laughs> right but I mean, but, but, uh, I'd say it was some of the same people. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, and then, yeah, Floyd of the Amazon Queen, which was also a lot of fun. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much.
1: Yeah. Looking forward to the next time. We'll try to again about another great game, yeah. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Have a good one.